This is a Holy Baptist Church podcast, bringing you into a community in which everyone is welcome, lives are changing, and Jesus is King. Thanks for listening with us today. We would invite you to subscribe so you can keep up to date with us. But for now, we pray you enjoy listening for what God has in store for you in this episode, and that it helps change your life for the better, in Jesus' name. Enjoy. Good morning and Good morning. welcome to Holy Baptist Church Online. It's great to have you with us, whether you are um, live now Sunday morning or whether you're uh, later in the week on catch up. It's great to have you with us. My name is Neil. I'm Angie and also welcome if you're listening on our podcast. Oh, podcast. Podcast, yeah. Absolutely. Good Great. to have you with us. So cool. this morning, what have we got coming up? Well, coming up, we've uh, the last in our series, which was entitled The Church Rebranded. And I've got to say, when I saw the title of this, I thought, a slightly odd title really yeah, yeah, and um and i and i i guess i looked it up a brand is what makes you different mm-hmm. it's, it's your identifying features so i guess what makes the church different from i don't know the bingo hall or uh, the golf club or to be you no know, tesco's you no know? yeah, yeah. and um and that's what the series has been about what makes us because the the Christian church has, has had a bit of a mixed reputation, hasn't yeah. it? I was going to say, I'm not sure, and I think part of the premise is it, that the, the, the brand of the church hasn't always been good. And people no. think people think church, they don't always think it. I think it depends. I think if you're someone who's been in contact with the church personally, I think people have a much better feeling. But if all you listen to is what you hear in the, in the news on social media, you can have a, a, you know, a negative feeling. Yeah. Yeah, so um, some of the good things that have happened that the church has done, um, Oxfam, the Samaritans, uh, the Salvation Army, CAP, the CAP, food banks, food banks, the end of slavery were all started by the church or Christians within inside the church. Yeah. And then you can look at, oh, let's not go through that. No, 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 <laughs> let's not go good. through that badly. So. But no, it's been good. So, so we've done, so the first one was we have a problem um, and then we did, Back to basics. I yeah. quite loved. Last week was addressing the drift. Yeah, it must have been a reasonably good series because I remembered what they were called. <laughs> yeah, and today is creating a better reputation. Creating a better reputation. And so Helen will be speaking to us later. Shall we remind ourselves what the series is about? Yep. Okay, let's do that. From beloved to blamed, the church's image is in free fall. Can we rebrand without compromising our beliefs? Let's own our faults, shape our image, and share Jesus' life-transforming message. The Church Rebranded. Good morning. Hi. Hello, good morning. Good I just different brands because of their own brand crises 
For example, I know that there are some people, admittedly not me, my morals aren't strong enough, um, but who refused to drink Pepsi after they had that awful advert with Kylie Jenner on the front line in war, suggesting that Pepsi Max could end world conflict. There were those who wouldn't eat Nestle products uh, because of the baby formula scandal of the 1970s. Some people don't return to a restaurant after they've had really bad service. In fact, uh, in a recent research undertaken by the charity Scope, it came to mind that 71% of disabled people uh, changed where they shopped due to negative experiences of customer service. And obviously there are also those of us who are very opinionated in the Miles and Spencer's versus Aldi caterpillar cake gate. <laughs> and I have to say, the church isn't doing much better. I did, as Daz did in week one, and I had a quick look at the BBC News website, and I searched church, and was greeted with a good number of news stories. Sadly, they were all negative news stories, except two. One of which, lovely services from around the country the other week for Remembrance Sunday. Great, that's a good thing to have in the news for us. But it's not about... I enjoyed this story. There's a, there's a lad in Coventry um, who has changed their church organ so he can play it with a Game Boy. Oh my word! Come on, I want to play it all because it's Game Boy. Yeah, I got lost looking at that story. Then remembered I was meant to be sermon writing um, and quickly came back to the point. Maybe not so quickly. I grew up in the you know late 90s, early 90s. Oh yes. And uh, at that time, the biggest TV program at the time for people of my age was The Simpsons. My generation grew up on The Simpsons. Yes. Because um, there were four TV channels at that point. I don't remember there being two. I'm sorry. I remember there being four. I remember the launch of five. Um, but so for my mates, their reference point for church and for Christianity Now, for those of you who go, I don't know who these people are, here is my best impression. I was going to show you a clip, but obviously, good old copyright. So, you ready? Here we go. This is my Reverend Lovejoy. And Moses took the wagons and the oxen and gave them unto the Levites. Two wagons and four oxen he gave unto the sons of Gershom according to their service. And four wagons, and uh, you get the point, right? <laughs> that was what my mates thought Christianity was. And they thought Christians were their standards going hardly away all day, every day. Nah. And that was a weird image to fight against in my formative years. Because it was such a success, everyone assumed that's what it was. But the stories now are way worse than Reverend Lovejoy and. The scandals go deep. So people are growing up 
and living in a world where they associate two things often with the global church, mundanity and scandal. Now those two things don't normally go together, but that is how people often view us. And as I say, over the last few weeks, we've delved into this just a little bit further, looking at how the UK church is declining. We looked at what does the church having a bad reputation or a brand issue really actually mean? And why is that even important? But today, we're going to be looking at, so what on earth are we going to do about it here? So if you indulge me for about the next 15 minutes, let's see what we might be able to do. And now, if you're not a Jesus follower, thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. I'm really sorry we always don't get it right all the time. Sorry we don't always manage to get it right. But if you'll indulge me for the next 15 minutes, let me explain what we're striving to do and why we're striving to do it. So we could hypothesise about how we fix this issue, or we could take stock, we could look around the world, look back at history of where the church wasn't declining, where it was growing, and think about how we apply that to our context here. So first let's look at through history, and where better to start than the New Testament? Let's take a look back at a place where the church was growing rapidly. And yeah, Jesus had just been around. So before we get into it, don't use the same excuse I always use. But it was easier for them if they had all actually met Jesus physically. He was with them. Yeah, I agree. That would have made it easier. But I did say we can look at their experience and how we apply it in our context, where we still have Jesus, just not with us tangibly. So we're going to start by looking at a passage from Acts. Uh, Acts is a book in the Bible uh, which tells the story of the early church. If you've read the book of Luke, then this is like Luke part two, or Luke, the early church, or whatever the snappy film title would be. Uh, so we're going to read from Acts chapter two and verses 42 to 47, a passage which I guess many of you may know. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, personally, I think this is the best example that we see where we get a clear explanation of what is going on in that early church and the effects of it. And now, there's only a couple of things here um, that I can see them doing. Ready? Devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayer. Signs and wonders were formed by the apostles. They were together. They had everything in common. They sold property and gave possessions to those who had need. They met together in the temple courts. They broke bread in homes. They ate together. They gladness and hearts. Praise God. Enjoyed all the favour of the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Whew. Okay, so maybe there's a few more than a few things. Maybe there's 15 things going on here. 
And to me, that sounds a little bit like an extrovert's dream, an introvert's nightmare. But I'm pretty extroverted, and 15 things to do is still quite a lot, even for me. So let's, so let's think, about think about those 15, 15 things, things and how, and how they work in the 2023 so 15 minutes, about five minutes on each, and we'll work out how long, I'm joking. Um, we're going to whisk through them, and, and the way we're, we're going to do that is we're going to break them down. I think they fit three categories. First being faith and the Bible. The second being community. I'll get to the third. So faith and the Bible, in that one, I've got devoting ourselves to teaching, breaking of bread, prayer, signs and wonders, met together in temple courts, broke bread in homes, praise God. Then community. And community, I've got devoted themselves to fellowship, were together, everything in common, sold property and gave possessions to those who had need, met together in temple courts, broke bread in homes, ate together, enjoyed the favours of all the people. And the result of that, that 15th one, the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So seven were around developing faith and understanding, eight around community, and the final one uh, is the result of those previous 14. Yes, those of you doing the maths, that is too many. I put met together in temple courts in both. So from these, we can glean that the church was growing because they were developing their faiths and doing it within community. Our faith is not a solo venture. In Hebrews, which is another book in the New Testament, we see the writer tell people, don't give up on meeting together. It's important to come together and do life together. In Romans 12, and again in 1 Corinthians, we learn that Paul, the guy who wrote those books, say, talk about the body of Christ, where he talks about every single one of us is needed. We are all wanted. We are all important. There is no appendix in the body of Christ. We need every single one of you. They devoted themselves to teachings and the outworking of that but they did it together. That's the bottom line. If we work on our faith and the outworking of that and do it together, chances are we're not going to go too far wrong. Because I don't know about you, but if I've got a job to do, it's so much easier doing it with someone else. If I've got a long to drive to go on, I like someone else in the car. If I've got paperwork to fill out, if there's someone else sat at the table also doing some work, incredible. If I'm unloading the washing machine, if someone else is unloading the dishwasher, I'm going to unload that washing machine much better, much faster. And not just because it means I'm thinking, yes, I don't have to do the dishwasher. I recently learned this is called body doubling. And many find it, many people find it helpful to get things done. Thank you, algorithms on the social media teaching me that. Uh, but this is the same when it comes to our faith. Sometimes it's really easy to let things go when we're doing it alone. To be brutally honest, if I'm working alone or if I'm working with my non-Christian colleagues, I know that sometimes my language or my behavior can slip. Honest. I know that I'm not perfect 100% of the time. And if any of us say that we are, that probably says something about us ourselves. I know I'm not living to that standard that Jesus is calling me to. But when we do things in community and we do things with other Jesus people, it's easier to keep our eyes and our minds focused on what Jesus calls us to do and who he wants us to be. We keep each other accountable 
sometimes just by our mere presence. When we have those communities and those deep relationships, then there are people to chat about those things with, to work out your faith with, to discuss the highs and lows with, to do life with. If you currently feel that, oh, I don't, I don't have that, then talk to Christo. I don't know if he's here, I haven't seen him. Talk to Christo or someone else in the leadership team. And we can get you hooked up with a house group or point you in some people of some, point you in the direction of some class people to grab a coffee or a pint with. Well, leading on from that, my favorite thing about that Acts 2 passage is how much it talks about food. Food is crucial. And now I'm on the Families in Hawley Facebook page. And there was often a question posted about where's there a good toddler group to go in Hawley? Always one of the first replies is go to the one at Hawley Baptist. It's great. The people are lovely. Blah, blah, blah. And they have the best cake. Always. People always mention the good cake. And it attracts people in, it attracts people into our building and into our communities and allows DAOs to make those friendships and relationships. People who talk about, oh, when we were deciding if HBC was the place for us, often cite being invited to someone's house for dinner as a contributing factor in their decision to stay. So use food to help you create that community. Do life together and you'll do life better. Do life better, and the world will see you doing life better. They see you doing life better, it enhance the church's reputation. Enhance the church's reputation, and it will grow. And when the church grows, people grow in faith. People grow in relationship with God. I would class that as a win in my books. I said earlier we'd look at history, and so we looked at Acts. I also said we'd look around the world about where the church was growing rather than declining. So, but think about how that applies to us. So we're going to pick up on that other idea from Acts at the same time around developing faith and the Bible and look at that in a global context. So let me introduce you to my friend Samuel. This is Samuel. Samuel is class. Absolutely one of the, one of the, my favorite people I have ever met. Uh, he lives in a town called Basar in Togo in West Africa. In Basar, they speak Enchan, which is a local language with around 448,000 speakers across Togo and bordering Ghana. For concept, that's just a little bit less than the population of Liverpool. So, I mean, Liverpool basically do have their own language anyway. That's very similar. Um, in 1969, as recently as 1969, was the first time they had any of the Bible in their language. Until then, they were having to work in French, which is Togo's national language, most of their second language. Now, I don't know about you, I've got GCSE German, and if I had to read the Bible in German, I'm not understanding it. It took until 2001 for them to have the entire New Testament. And then again, until 2015, when eventually the whole Bible had been translated and made available to their communities. And now I was lucky enough to be in Basar uh, when the book of Joshua was ready to be disseminated back in 2012. And now I spent a good number of hours whilst I was there in the dying heat, uh, folding booklets and stapling booklets ready to take to church to give them Joshua for the first time. 
I was praying that people would actually care. I was praying so hard over these copies of Joshua, thinking, if this was in England, would people really care? Would people actually be excited for this? And now I'd heard stories about them fighting over Leviticus uh, a few months previous, but I couldn't get my head around people fighting over trying to get copies of Leviticus. So I had my reservations. Safe to say, they were quickly remedied as we went to church on that Sunday morning. As a team, we were carrying these boxes of Joshua down the road, um, and we quickly gained a following. First, one or two people started chatting to us because we'd been there for about a month. We'd got to know the local community pretty well. And people were going, oh, so what are you carrying? Luckily, we had a French speaker in the team because Samuel, who also acted as our translator, as well as the guy who led the Bible translation project for many, many years um, into Encham, um, he wasn't with us because he was already at church getting the table ready and everything. And people asked, what's in the box? I said, oh, it's Joshua. Very quickly, it was like we were leading a parade. The amount of people that suddenly, like, grew around us. The buzz around the buzz got around town very quickly. Um, people were so excited. I'm going to give up with that pen. People were so excited around what God was going to say through this new bit of scripture that they had for the first time. The same happened in 2015. When they were given that first Bible, they had to hire a stadium. Now, don't get me wrong, a stadium in Bazaar is not like a stadium like Wembley. Um, but the biggest space they had that hold the most people and people were still using elbows to fight through to get in. Because for the first time, they had a collated copy of what God wanted to say to them although for these last 2,000 years. They had it for the first time. The church exploded. Everyone wanted to know what was going on. Everyone wanted in on the church. Everyone wanted in on the action. Everyone wanted in on God. People were on fire for God. I say were, they very much still are. They know that the Bible is important. They knew that this was God's word. Because the church knew it, the buzz around town knew it. Everyone knew it. The church in Bazaar has no reputation problems because the Bible is central to everything they do because they share it with one another. They trust in God's word. They follow its teachings and they live it without fear. When they show the excitement over what God is saying, everyone wants in on the action. And we can do the same here. Yeah, we take for granted our Bible sometimes. And we have a pretty good reputation in our town as far as Holy Baptist goes. As I say, when someone on Holy Life asks where a great church in town is, HBC is regularly mentioned. Our toddler group on that Friday is regularly full to capacity. We have so much going on. We are a beacon of hope, of light, of safety. Just a few of the things that we do are winter night shelter, color wheel, the fact that many of the groups that meet in our church through the week are those who the world would call others. We've got the churches for Holy Food Bank. We've got carols in the car park coming up. And the fact that that is all free blows everyone's mind. And there is so much more that we do. But we need to not just do this at events. We need to do this all day, every day. We need to be continuing this work. 
We need to be continuing to be in community with one another. We need to be engaging and prioritizing our Bible. And so it becomes a buzz about town. We need to be engaging with people from all walks of life with the confidence to share Jesus. We're going to have some questions come up um, as we think about those, and then the band are going to come back. What from the list of 15 things in Acts 2 can you develop in your life? What from the list of 15 things in Acts 2 can you develop in your life? How will you prioritise the Bible this week? How will you start to cultivate deeper community? What can you do in the life of the church to play your part in its growth? That was good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Something to think about. If you are listening to the podcast there, sorry about the sound issues in the middle. Um, we just changed a few technical problems, but anyway, sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. We were using a camera, then we were using a phone, and then we were using a camera again. Yes. But very um, exciting. So hopefully it all got through. You might have got a bit of an echo at one point as we were swapping from one to the other, but anyway. um, yeah. So the questions. Uh I thought was there anything that stand out for you other than the questions that stand out? Yeah, and the, the, the second question about um, using our Bibles and um, the story from Togo where um, the local people there were so keen to get their hands in the Bible. And um, so I, I guess virtually every household, not maybe every household, but just for every household in the country has probably got a Bible somewhere tucked away. It may not have been looked at. Um and I think maybe we just take it for granted a little bit. And some of us have got loads of Bibles in our tucked away in our bookshelves and different translations yeah. and the rest of it. And it's just this reminder that the Bible is God's word. And 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 if we could be a bit like the is it Togonese? People no, come I from Togo. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but people come from Togo. This is it, it, sort of you know. Wanting out of God's word you know, yeah. um, would, would would make a real difference. Yeah, and I think recognising that God's word is still relevant today. I think sometimes we can be a little bit, so when we're talking to people, sometimes we're a bit hesitant about using the Bible because we think it's a bit old-fashioned. But I think recognising that the Bible is alive and living and breathing and it's still so relevant today, not being embarrassed to, yeah. to do that and to use that. Yeah. And I quite like the bit where Helen was talking about um, working alongside people and that sort, of, that sort of third question about how will you start to cultivate deeper deeper community and i like that idea about when you're working alongside someone yeah um, one it feels easier yeah um yeah but, but but just that sense as we start to build community together and then we sort of share that that love and that fear i don't know yeah um yeah. and you know and I, and I, I love the act using sort of the acts passage that you know if we do the 
that the church next did all those things and then ultimately people came to know jesus because of it yeah you know they yeah. weren't just given they were given to the poor to help the poor but as a result of that people came to, yeah. to know jesus that's not why they were given to the poor but you know yeah um, their reputation was such yeah and there's once again that that, rec that that idea that they were doing it as a church yeah that, yeah, yeah yeah sort yeah. of the, the 15 things or um whatever Helen mentioned they were all of them everyone was doing you know to combine to put it together yeah yeah it's good yeah and i guess it makes us stop and think what can we and as she was saying at the end you know what can we do as a church but then also what can we do individually which helen mentioned right at the start that you know sometimes our language slips or you know we laugh at jokes we shouldn't laugh at and whatever um but we just need to remember that that our reputation ultimately is the church's reputation is jesus reputation yeah um, yeah yeah, scary, isn't it? also like the challenge bit about as a church we do lots of good things that are sort of in the diary so like cows in the car park or food bank or that sort of thing but it's it's you know our christian life shouldn't be built on just the next event which yeah. you know might be a week away or two weeks away through it's exactly as you say yeah. it's a it's a daily thing it's an hourly thing it's by the minute how we live um our lives that yeah. For those listening on the podcast, I feel or on catch up, I feel I should explain what carols in the car park is briefly. Yeah. Carols in the car park is just an event we hold. We sing carols and we have it in the car park. Um uh, but we also we have mulled wine and we have punch and we have craft and hot chocolate and crepes and sausages and a snow machine. And it's just an event that we um that we love and it's fun and we invite the community to join with us and it's all free and um and we and, and we do it because we want to bless people at christmas time yeah, um, yeah so in case you're listening and you didn't know what that was that's what carol's in the car park yeah it? 10th of december turn up at the baptist church you'll love it yeah <laughs> um so uh next steps um so next steps maybe if you haven't listened to the whole of this series then you might want to go back and find us wherever you find your podcast or find us on youtube um it's been a really good series i've, uh, I've really enjoyed it yeah um yeah, maybe yeah. share it with someone if you've got someone who you know thinks the church is a bit rubbish maybe this is a good one to share with them yeah yeah and, and the overriding thought i guess of the whole thing is that christians um should be known by their love yeah that that's, that's probably the yeah. one word that has come out well you know what is our brand you know is our brand is love yeah. that we show love yeah, yeah. and um and, and if you're not if you're outside the church and you're not seeing that in the church well then i guess you want to say that we're really sorry you know and that is why we need a bit of a, a rebrand rebranding yeah. um because yeah. Jesus tells us love and that's what we do. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. If you've got any questions um, or any thoughts, then please do contact us at uh, gotquestions at holybaptist.org.uk. How long have you been doing this? Oh, too long. <laughs> I, still, I still have to read it. Um, so if you've got any questions of anything you've heard, anything you agree with, anything you disagree with, um, then send us an email and um, someone will come back to you and we'd love to engage um with your thoughts yeah. on what you've heard today and also to mention at this juncture you'll be able to find either on youtube tonight at eight o'clock or you'll get it on catch up or we on podcast later in the week are going deeper mm -hmm. which will be the speakers from this month so it's martin daz and helen will be live um on youtube so you can pop questions um in the chat if you're watching it live so you can get it on catch up afterwards so just unpacking a little bit more about this series um tonight in a sort of discussion format so uh, do hunt that out Wherever you get your podcasts or your YouTube's from, that'll be YouTube. Anyway. <laughs>was today's episode of holy baptist church podcast we hope it's prompted you to want to follow jesus hopefully a lot but even just a little bit more closely 
If you have any questions about what you've heard in today's episode or you want to know more about what it means to follow Jesus, you can email us gotquestions at hawleybaptist.org.uk. We'd love to hear from you. It would really make our day. If you want to hear more from us, just a reminder, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and you can download the Hawley Baptist Church app from the Apple App Store or Google Play to hear it as well. Simply search Hawley Baptist Church. Thank you again for listening to Hawley Baptist Church podcast. We pray God will bless you and we'll see you next time. Thank you.